Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where the host and guests discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experiences of field, and to share our members' stories. Thanks for tuning in. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Turkey Call All Access podcast, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation. This week, we're heading west. We're going out to Utah to catch up with our friend Kevin Miller, retired NHL defenseman of the Boston Bruins. Uh, we're talking hunting. We're talking NHL. Let's go. So your season is is off and running. So the boys' season, yeah, the guys are uh, they're getting after it. I've been following along. I've been chatting with the guys, kind of staying staying tuned when I can. And, yeah, um, they've been doing pretty well so far. It's uh, obviously a little bit different not being a part of it, uh, but uh, it's just the nature of it. Everyone's got to hang it up at some point. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. how is retirement treating you? Uh, it's been good. Like um, I've been I've been super busy. We're building a home out here. Yeah. Um, and um, so that's that's been good. I'm kind of kind of GC in that, and my dad's helped me a little bit. So that's been. Um, an adjustment. Yeah. Uh, I had a good fall hunting season, which is like, yeah. kind of like my first official one, right? Where I've been able to, to have a full fall, which has been fun. That's kicked off well for you. Yeah, it's been been really good. So um, no complaints there. And then my family, just family time with the kids and yeah. my wife. So that's been a lot of fun. So. That's a weird part about like, I suppose all professional sports, but hockey, especially like you guys, especially through the fall and into the spring, like every season yeah. you guys are, are going, especially if playoffs are kicking off and you guys are involved in that. Yeah. And so that, um, that's been kind of, uh, it's been different for me just that, that, you know, Marshy and I, we were both like love hunting this whole thing and, and fishing, doing this whole stuff. But like in reality, we haven't had the opportunity to do a lot of it. Yeah. Um, just, uh, that's what's, it's always been a passion of mine. I wanted to get into it. Like I love shooting and hunting and being around animals, the whole thing. Um, and then it's, it's just been hard to really get being able to do it. And, and I've just been so focused on hockey for, for so long yeah. that, uh, maybe towards, you know, three, four, five years towards my end, my career there, or, you know, or my last couple of years that um, I was finally able to maybe go out a couple of times in Boston or, or be before the season started yeah. and things like that. But um, for so long, it's like, uh, it's just, just been strictly hockey. So this is a, a new thing for me. So would you consider yourself like a, adult onset hunter that's the new buzzword going around the industry oh, right what, what is it called adult onset onset hunter so you came to hunting later in life as 100%. An adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely like well like you know there were times where like i uh when i was younger that we had the opportunity to do it yeah. where like i wasn't playing pro hockey yet or like i wasn't that berkshire so before that like uh my family uh lives up in montana some family up there we yeah. go and and have the the strain like the the one-off hunting trip there uh, but where like the passion really kicked in was definitely when I was like, I mean, four, four or five years ago. Sure. So yeah. yeah. So late to the scene. If I have my research right, you you hail out of California. Yeah. You're born in California, yep. moved east. Yep. Hockey career, young, kicked off through there. College yep. in Vermont. Yeah. You signed with the bees. So yeah, so I, I grew up in California. I was born there, and then I left when I was fifteen. Yeah. Um, so like I've been playing hockey since I was five, and yeah. then uh, I left when I was fifteen to go back east to uh, prep school in Western Mass. Uh, I would go back home to California every summer, but it was like you know two or three months max. So I was basically on 
New England for the past 18 years. Yeah. So when I was 15 there and then uh, went from Berkshire to Vermont, yeah. uh, four years in Vermont. And then I went to Providence from there out of college, um, had two years in Providence and then was, was Boston ever since. So right. I've been there for back East for a long time. Where did your exposure to hunting come from? Uh, first exposure was in Montana. Yeah. Uh, like that was tr- like real hunting. Right. And that was like, um, not just in like BB gun in my backyard sure, in yeah. California, you know, like that's a little different. So first one was in Montana. Um, I, my, my cousins, they own a, uh, fly fishing and the hunting resort up there, no, right on. up there. So like they had, uh, fly fishing and whatnot. And then we were like, Hey, let's go shoot some, shoot some ducks and some pheasants yeah. like on their property. So that was like my first, um, kind of real exposure to it yeah 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 so juxtapose that to new england hunting yeah yeah <laughs> do you feel like it's a, a downgrade it's, i don't think so they offer different things obviously different right things, yeah, yeah. Man, it's just different things um like yeah so my it's kind of it's funny because like my whole family kind of gives me a little bit of shit for like being like oh you're hunting now and like all this stuff so um i think that because like i grew up such an animal lover like i had like just every animal you can think of snakes ferrets iguanas dogs cat anything sure. right so i'm like oh well, you know and I, I think for me it's like uh, it's different than just like killing an animal i think it's just the passion side of it getting close to those animals and w- witnessing them and like it's, i think i find that really cool so that connection for me was huge and then the difference between like the west coast and the east coast for me i think uh um like my first real deer season uh was with was with the bow yeah. i was in boston and uh, that was like my first re- i mean i hunted in vermont when i was in college and a little bit and then uh but the first like hey this is deer season where i can do it um i went like 25 days without seeing a deer yeah i believe it man <laughs> I, that's that's new england hunting <laughs> 20, that's why you guys are like the only people putting a show on yeah it's like, everyone's like no this is so um so and, and marcia just be like dude keep at it don't worry man it'll come it'll come and yeah. i saw a doe my first you know like and i was like okay all right this is cool um and then the next year i shot a buck and uh but it was like it was an eye-opening thing for sure yeah. Yeah, it's just different so um but i enjoy it so you decide you're, you're, you're older, you're in your profession, you're just going to go out and do this. Yeah. I, that, that strikes a chord with me because I did the same thing. Yeah. Um, BB guns in the backyard kind of deal. Oh, yeah. It wasn't until I was in the Air Force, I was like, I'm just going to do this thing. It's something yeah. I always wanted to do. Yeah. And I just went out and did it. So, you know, how, like you're playing hockey professionally. What your teammates think of that stuff? Like, did they look at you like weird? Like, well, I want to come with. Yeah, I think a lot of guys had a lot of questions, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Uh, like I, w- I was figuring things out as as they were asking questions and yeah. they're asking questions i'm like to be honest with you i don't know right so so and marshy helped me so much because marshy grew up hunting like from day right one, right so like since he was a kid and um he was able to do it while hockey season is going on he also had it in his backyard right so so he like taught me so much and then like kind of took me under his wing and it's funny because like he bought me my first bow yeah right and uh like Cause I was, I was like, he's like, man, you gotta get a bow so you can come with me. I'm like, yeah, like I'm not, you know, like, like I, I would like to shoot one with a rifle before a bow. He's like, you're not gonna shoot one around here with a rifle. Yeah. He's like, so, so it's funny because he's like, yeah, man, like I got you a bow. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I ordered one and it showed up lefty. 
I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm a lefty, <laughs> yeah. right? So I'm like, you don't just, you don't screw that up on eBay, right? Yeah. So, so Marcy's, you know, he searched on eBay, found one, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, show up, lefty. Here you go, man. Let's get you dialed in. And and then like, as soon as I had a bow in my hand and like start shooting it, it was like, oh man, I'm hooked. This is cool. I like the discipline of it. I like, um, like the, the, it just takes a lot more. Uh, you get closer to the animals. Yeah. And like that was really cool. So, um, and then I learned so much from him. It was like a trial by fire like here man go sit in this deer and i'm like freezing my ass off not prepared loud as hell yeah stink like hockey so so like it's probably it's probably a good thing i went 25 days without seeing yeah yeah. so uh but it was um eye-opening experience and i think a lot of guys on the team were were kind of like oh you're you're doing this now i was like yeah it's 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 and i found like the time spent outdoors for me really became like a an avenue to get me out of hockey for a little bit yeah chill collect my thoughts maybe i had a bad game or wasn't feeling good I'd go sit in the woods for two three hours come back i feel so much better so like i started to learn like all the benefits of it and then you know there were a lot of guys that had questions and like we, we brought some guys on our show to you know carlo came out yeah yeah and he's like yeah when am i going turkey hunting so so there's it's it's just it's cool to see the guys take interest and i think as soon as you know as you know you get a guy outside and enjoy it and there's so was the deer hunt first or the turkey hunt which came first first one was turkey um i hunted turkey in vermont as well when i was in college oh nice and then um and and then first one was turkey and then deer hunt was after that yeah so but it was always like um in vermont it was always like hey my buddy that that, that a couple buddies up there that i'm still pretty close with like they're like hey you want to come out sure like when you can so it was usually springtime you know, spring turkey because the hockey season's over. It's yeah. like, all right, you know, I'm not doing anything besides my studies, so let's go do this. And then I tried a couple times during deer season, and, and it just never. I mean, you never see one. It, it's it, tough it, terrain it, up there. People don't like, think like, about that. Yeah, and then there's just not a lot of deer. So, uh, and I was so new to it. It was just basically like walking around the woods with a rifle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not really seeing anything. So, but it was just it was uh, like you kind of learn every time that that take away something. So, we often talk about how like when you bring in new hunters into it, whether they're kids or adults, like you can break them in on Turkey. You're probably going to get a lot of good carry through, especially if there's that interaction. Yeah. Sticking someone in a deer blind or a deer stand is like, no, that's not going to work. work, (laughs) Especially like, like you said, it's so true. Like, but then for, I guess for me, I guess if you were to do that when I was 16, I'd be like, nope, I'm out. Right. Um, but I, I, there was, as you know, there's just, I, there's so much more value than just seeing the deer, yeah. right? So I was spending hours out there, cold, hanging out, just staring at the second to, you know, the same scenery, the tree. But then at the same time, like I'd come out of there and I'd feel good. Um, and then the other side of it was like the challenge factor of like, yeah, I'm not gonna let these damn deer outsmart me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start to get pissed, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you show up earlier because I'm gonna get them this time, right? And then they, so they outsmart you, and then you, they show up an hour after you get out on the camera. Always. So, so it's always right. So yep. um, that, there was a, there was a few parts of it that just kind of kept me going with it, and uh, I'm glad I did because now it's I'm just hooked. So some kid sitting here in high school or college hockey is gonna see this, and. You know, especially the kids that are younger. So by the time you get to college, you, you kind of got things figured yeah. out what that dedication means to your craft. But little kids come in up, they're like, you know, why would you want to? Why would you want to escape from the ice? Why would you want to escape from from that? Like that, all they see is stars. Like, yeah. talk about that. Like the therapeutic value of decompressing and, and 
being outside of, you know, what, what a lot of kids aspire to be yeah. professional hockey player, but like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's funny you bring that up. I literally, um, there's a book it's called, I don't even know who writes it, but it's a book, it's called comfort crisis. Um, and it, it talks about this guy, um, I think he's from LA as well, but he like made tip of this guy, Donnie Vincent or Donnie. Vincent. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, in the book, it talks, it just talks about like where our society is at all. And like how we've just grown so far away from like, uh, how we are, our genetic makeup is like how we're supposed to be, you know, spend so much time on our phone and all this stuff. So yeah. like, it, it talks about like how comfortable we've gotten in our lives. And like the, the last chapter that, um, that they were talking about, was talking about silence. And that like, you can't, you know, there's only 12 places left in North America where you can go to and actually like, there's silence. Pure silence. And, like, and there's like people like nowadays, like I find myself doing this. I can't drive in my car without music. Like, yeah, there's yeah. always gotta be something going or something like that. But like in, for me in the, in the woods, it was just, you turn your phone off or you leave it in your truck and it's like, it's quiet. And there's, for me, it was a, it was a way of, um, like letting my mind run with those thoughts, but also like come into terms with them. And, and so it, it was more of spending time, like kind of going through those things. Like, Hey, maybe the night before, like I said, you had a bad game or like just wasn't good in practice or something's bugging me. Um, I, I was, uh, before I would turn the TV on and like, I wouldn't even be watching, couldn't tell you what's going on, but, but just like, it's just white noise Exactly. and uh, you're processing things. And then for me, it was like, oh, this time in the woods actually became that, um, that therapeutic outlet where I was able to enjoy the silence and like process things, slow down. If I saw a deer, cool. If I didn't, then sure. it is what it is. But, and I think, um, to, to talk to kids, I think the generation that's coming up is even more exposed to that like lack of silence than than ever before like when you and i grew up it was like there weren't cell phones there, no. were, I mean, there were none of that right it was like get your ass outside go play with your friends yeah like, go run around do whatever see when the street lights come on exactly right and there was um there was less like to worry about as far as safety stuff and all that your parents were like yeah go ahead we'll see you we'll see you later but now it's like there we go you gotta just this is the way culture is right now so um i think for kids nowadays it's even more important um, and that's, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why I moved out here. Uh, we love the area, but like, I want my kids to grow up with the, the opportunity to like, just see it and like come back and enjoy it, but, um, enjoy that side of nature. So I don't know. I think it's, there, there's pressures at every level. And sure. I think that pressure is just getting more at, at a younger age. There's a whole generation of, of human beings now, and you just alluded to it that, since day one, like my daughter, I documented her birth yeah. with a cell phone and gave play by play exactly. on Facebook to my family. Exactly. She's here. And what a wild, crazy thing to yeah. think about. Yeah, it's nuts. And that, I mean, I find myself doing that. Yeah. Like filming something that like, hey, I want to remember this and the whole thing. But like half the time, I'm like, dude, just put your phone down and enjoy it. Yeah. Take it in. For what it is. For what it is. So I remember for actually at my wife and uh, at our wedding, uh, we just said, hey guys, no phones. Like, we're just not, we have a photographer to do this, but like, I don't need everyone just filming this. Like, let's just enjoy it. How'd that go? Take it in. It was great. Everyone, everyone did. They did it. Yeah, like, you know, you're walking down the aisle and like nowadays, like you got 30 phones. Exactly, right? Doing this. And uh, I just, I think that like, 
you know, getting people getting away from that would be good. It would be helpful. We do that in the woods a lot now. I know. Instantly pick up your phone and like, and that's actually become like a weird topic for me too because we've had guys, Sons, Sons of Fall, uh, our two guys, like, uh, Brian and, and Joel, they're uh, they're both veterans, but like they're, they're like, they have a Sons of Fall, a media company and they do awesome film work. We brought, like we brought them on for our last two veteran hunts. They've come out to Illinois with us. Like um, uh, Joel came to my first elk hunt and like, it's cool to have it on film. But and then also it's just, uh, there's a part of me that's like, ah, oh, is that taken away from it in some way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I get it. It's like, so now every year, like I've, I've kind of come to terms with like, yeah, I'm going to film, I'll do the veteran one, or we'll go film, do this whole thing. But like outside of that, like, I don't really know if I want to film it. I just kind of want to I take it in and enjoy it. And, and sure, we'll take a picture at the end and like, that's it. But um there's a part of me that just kind of likes the purity of like just being out there without the cameras. For someone like yourself, it's it's a little bit different and, and probably a little bit more nuanced because you know you're you're a professional hockey player with notoriety, pretty big sports t- town. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not like you're playing for. Well, I won't call anyone out. But <laughs> you're playing in Boston, like the spotlight's on. You. Yeah. Yeah. So by so virtue of that alone, yeah. And yeah. so I mean, for you and now you and and uh, Brad have this this outdoor media company, and yep. you know you, you guys are growing it. So there is a certain level of performance that needs to, to go on, right? So to, to perpetuate what you guys are doing professionally and then to promote that brand. Yeah. But man, to unplug. It's a concerted effort. It is. Even for me at my level, and I'm not a blue check mark fella. Dude, I know. Like, can I get rid of that? Can they take that away? Oh. Like, can you get rid of that for me? Like, oh man. Like, but um, no, like, and that's, um, I, I'll be honest, like, that's part of it. Because, yeah, we've been, it's always, it's part of the gig, right? In Boston, it's, it's part of the gig with playing professional sports now. It's like the camera's in your face. Always. Always. And uh, you're always on, right? You always got to be on this whole thing. So, which is great. That's part of it. And uh, I, I have nothing against it. That's cool. Um, and then the Martian Milko side of it too. Like if you're not going to take photos and pictures and videos, like you're not going to promote, promote what you're doing. So there's there's an obligation. To that. And we have obligations to that with companies that we're with, sure. right? So like like for Cryptech and SIG and all this stuff, like the people that we're with that have supported us, like like we want to be able to give those things back and like and promote that, hey, we're using this stuff and like their stuff is awesome. So there's like that side of it too, right? Um, but for me, there's also, it, it's, it, it is a concerted effort to try to get the other side just a little bit. You want that other side. That's that, that. that's that purity. That's, that's why I think most of us go out there, we start to. Yeah. And unfortunately, and I, you know, I know people give me a sideways look because I constantly beat up on the, uh, the outdoor television industry. I know plenty of guys and gals in it and I appreciate it. And I, I was a big fan of it, but there was so much so fast and it just the burnout factor for me was i want nothing to do with this because yeah. there was these crazy pressures that no one put on me but myself right but we all end up in this place of there's enough pressure in our own lives especially being parents and being professionals when i go out there man just it's like to you just said take these things out yeah right <laughs> everybody so wants to be a tv star it's a weird thing mm-hmm. right it's a weird thing and uh you know and then you watch uh man i'm a huge fan of meteor right yeah, yeah. i think everybody in the hunting industry is because like how he does it is such like he does it so well and it seems like he's able to do both right and you know and i've heard him though too right on the podcast or he's talking about he's like man there's sometimes i just want to yank this thing out yeah. and just go and i'm sure he does 
but like um it, it's, it's it's what you see on camera is not always what it actually is and that's just the reality of it yeah yeah uh, so um it's 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 cool to have those things it's cool to have those memories and i think that you know we're going to continue to do it because it's it's part of the gig and i do enjoy the side of it but there is i think the value in in, in, in unplugging and going out and doing it the way that i don't know you should do it is is awesome it's all relative yeah, right it's, it's what is what you, sh you should be doing for you exactly right for me for me and that and that's and that's to be honest with you that's why i got into hunting because it was a thing for me yeah it was like i want to do this because it's it's rewarding it's there's the the me part of it that i like really enjoy the therapeutic side of it the silence so that is for me. It's a selfish way. Like my, I'm thankful because my wife gets it. She's that like, is cool. Because I go out and like <laughs> I come back in such a better mood or in such a better like. So she gets it, um, and especially now that like hockey's done for me, because uh, she knows that I'm gonna have to scratch that itch. And I've been so lucky and fortunate to have hunting be that itch that that that, that does it for me. I think so. a type type personalities like that. You know, when you reach your level. Um, myself, I know I'm an A-type personality. You have to, it's you have, have to have an outlet. Got to have something. So whether it's in the gym yep. or you're in the woods or it's a combo of both, like yep. you just don't give that up. Um, you know, most of most veterans have that same thing. Like we separate, yep. we're, especially in the last 20 years where we've been living in like high ops tempo and, yep. and wartime conditions. Like it's go, go, go. Yep. And all of a sudden you're expected to just like chill. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, it's no, just not. I got to have that mission because cool that drive like, there. It's cool because like I, I, I've had, you know, like we've, uh, we, we are supportive of the veteran community. That's a huge thing for us. And I've had really great conversations with a lot of guys about this exact same thing where you get out and you have like that, you lose that purpose. And one of the reasons why we started that veteran hunt is to kind of like, hey, bring guys in show other guys that like this this could be a cool purpose to have because mm -hmm. for me it was like uh like i enjoy shooting rifles it's awesome like i think there's a discipline to it as well totally but for, for bow hunting for me it's almost like working up for a season because it's like you're not just going to grab your bow august 15th and then hunt august 21st right. for me it's like it starts in may totally you make your setup ready like you start dialing it in you take it in get working on it and then it's it's like a it's like a prepare for that season um kind of like how i did with hockey where season ends six weeks later you're on the ice you start training work up to season and it gets going so um that discipline of it and that purpose uh has been really cool and i like to i want to share that and kind of pass that and i think that there's a lot of companies that are doing black rifle coffee does an awesome job with it there's a lot of companies that do it and um that like bring veterans and kind of show guys that hey this could be a really cool avenue so it, it's been i enjoy it and i hope to continue to kind of pass that along i like when organizations um are doing it for the right reasons i mean this is the conversations appropriate given veterans day uh is this month and and we got a nice article coming up in our magazine uh, about a veteran that, that came to turkey hunting yeah. and saved his life. Yeah. You know, um, I've, another thing I've been highly critical of is, you know, companies using vets, you know, as poster children or using them as a, a promotional piece. Yep. And it's like, yep. yeah. I, what are you doing, man? You doing? You're going to get the most broken, sad bastard looking guy prop him out there in a hunting blind and then take all these pictures and like, where's the follow through? What are you doing? Yeah. Like they're not an accessory. They're not accoutrement to your bow setup. No. It's aggravated me for two decades now, but you know, you guys, um, folks over at hunt to eat, 
um, Giannis's brother, like doing things right. Yeah. And it's nice to see coming out of that, like the, the mental health value yeah. that comes with that. So the uh, funny story, Raz will probably give me a hard time about this, but Raz is like, did you mean, I don't know if you know the rest. So uh, Ed Raz Musin, he's been a buddy of mine for a long time. Uh, I've got some friends in the SEAL uh, community and I, I got involved with him like six or seven years ago. Uh, he was in the Navy for 26 years. He's a great guy. Him and his, his wife, Mary Beth, and his two daughters are awesome people. We connected on some stuff. Uh, I've had some concussion issues. He had a little bit of DBI. He kind of helped me. We bounced each other, uh, off each other all the time. And I was like, you know what? We do this veteran hunt. Like, he's a perfect guy. Like, let's bring him out. And he's a quiet guy. He's quiet, kind of reserved. So he'll razz you a little bit. Like, and uh, But then, like, the first day we get out there, we're shooting get sick he had the, the cross all down yeah, yeah. over there like shooting it having a good time and like and you could tell he knows exactly hey, he's shot a gun before right? so, <laughs> right. <laughs> still time he knows what he's two. doing like Marsha and I were terrible like I'm worse than Marsha but like we're, we're having a fun time he's shooting and like when he first got there he's like quiet he's kind of reserved a little bit and then like we get done shooting and it was like the last the next three days we couldn't get him shut up <laughs> it was awesome yeah, yeah but like that that's the part that like I think is really cool and like the value in that um, the therapeutic value in that like and he's not like by any means like he's all he's good he's a great guy and, like he's been through the ringer you can tell but he's in a good solid spot and um, but uh, just to see that is, is really cool and like that's that's what we'd like to highlight and share the, yeah. the value for that is is uh, not just veteran right but like people in general yeah that's that it's cool to share those experiences start breaking down some barriers and then once you go through some iterations like like especially at, at the academy yeah. where you and i got to meet yeah um you know it's it's it takes a little bit but then the comfort level builds and it's just just guys yeah. and gals out there doing the thing enjoying it yeah. enjoying it so that's 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 really cool we like to we like to share that so that's our intention with that is uh yeah, and our first one we went, we brought uh, Air Force. He was actually still active duty, but um, Air Force guy Anthony Orsini. He came out and like we went to Colorado. It was just me. Marshy was I couldn't. Marshy couldn't make it, but uh, we were out in Colorado on an archery elk hunt over the counter, and we didn't see. We saw two elk in seven days, and we were miserable. We got like eighteen <laughs> inches of snow snowed on us. But like I'll never forget that trip of how miserable we were. Yeah, and like cold and whatever. But we had so much fun. And, and uh, like, he was a great guy. We had, he was, I mean, the spirits were up. They couldn't have been higher. He was like, we're going to have a great time doing this. And we just got buried for seven days. It's an adventure. It was so cool. It was yeah. so cool. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So. It's a little different than uh, urban bow hunting South Boston. <laughs> exactly. you know, outside of Boston proper, <laughs> you hear, right? You hear dogs barking and people walking by. <laughs> Leaf blowers <laughs> every exactly. night. Exactly. And you're just standing there like, yeah. no, no problem. <laughs> probably brings them in. So, yeah, it's a little different, but it was fun. You're running that cross this fall already, right? Yeah, yeah. How's that? It's been, oh, oh man, it's, I love it. Um, it's been, uh, so like I, <laughs> so honestly, I, I don't have the, the experience enough to go, I don't like it. Yeah. Right? I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, because I'm still new with this whole thing. I love it. It shoots great. I have no problem shooting it. Um, and, and like, I think it, the whole platform is awesome. I've taken it to Montana, like way up. It's light. It can move really well. It fits on your backpack, all that whole thing. But like, if I'm being honest, I don't have the experience enough to be like, hey, critical of anything. I do. And I'll tell you, six and a half pounds is, is dope. I like that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's classable stock. It's I sweet. mean, when, when they rolled that out and they started carrying their uh, 
local at the pro shop in, in New Hampshire. I was like, this is it's sweet. This is the bee's knees it's, right here, man. Yeah. I still towed around my 30 odd six that weighs like 15 pounds with my optics <laughs> on it, but she's a killer. So exactly. I, I keep you rolling with it. Right? it. Yeah. Go with you know, what you know. Yeah. So you know, no, they, I really enjoy it. I've been, I mean, it's been awesome as you know, like for, for Brad and I, like we've just been, we're actually, I don't know if you know, but we're going up to shoot season two. We're going to go up there here next week. Oh, good. And then we're going to go back up and, and, and see the guys and, and uh, tour the, tour the whole deal and shoot another episode up there. So that would be fun. You guys going to go to the Academy and shoot and then go over to the, the I plant? I think we're going to go to the plant first. Yeah. Then drive back in, go to the Academy. Um, and they're going to run some student stuff between us. Uh, they don't give too much away, but the sure, uh, sure. Green Beret guys are coming to help nice. us. And, and uh probably humble us a little bit it's gonna look a little different since you were there last yeah, time that's what i heard they, they knocked down like winnie the pooh's hundred acre woods over there and yeah. they got the big experience center going up so sweet i haven't actually been over there in a month that way but okay. uh, i'm gonna drive by go yeah. see my buddy pete and uh next week when i well when i get home and i heard it's it's just ginormous we'll be there the 15th the 15th nice. around so yeah yeah i'll come check it out sweet. yeah for sure it'll be cool so we're excited to do it but yeah it's gonna be an awesome awesome center they got going over yeah. there and um i think it's cool that the hunting side of that that company that organization they're making a big effort and a big push to engage the community as well so for it's been i mean obviously with that platform it's all long distance shooting so it makes sense to be out here big sky country yep. you know yep. maybe not but you know not in uh southern new hampshire you know north shore mass but they were they had some folks running that cross up in maine for moose season this year and yep. you know they were getting it done up there so yep. i'm sure those folks were happy to i'm sure they were happy <laughs> carry that nice light rig around when exactly. they're packing out giant bull moose yeah, for sure exactly any pound you can save is, is totally helpful for sure but no it's 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 cool and they've done it i mean as you know they've just done awesome yeah with with integrated into the hunting side um the stuff that we've run has just been we've been so happy with the, the new binoculars are dude just holy crap incredible my dad couldn't believe it i brought my dad out um he put in for a tag out here in utah for the first time he's never gone deer hunting his whole life uh we took him to maine a, two years ago on his first ever like big game hunt and shot a black bear up in maine yeah he was just loved it yeah. I'm blind with my, my 300 wind bag at 50 yards. Shooting bears is <laughs> cool. Bears. So he loved it. Yeah. And then she's like, all right, I'm getting a deer tag. He drew it this year. Um, so he came out to my place and, and uh, shot his first deer and had an awesome, awesome time. Uh, but he was, I had those Zulu sixes and he's like, he's like, what do you, what do you mean? Turn this thing on. He turns it on. He's blown away. So it's it just, those things are so sweet. They sell themselves. They really do. They They're really, super really awesome. Do. Yeah, it's cool. When I left there and, you know, I, I made a lot of good friends, converted some of them tat guys into turkey hunters. Yep. And, you know, a lot of us still talk daily. Um, their optics, especially their red dot side of the house, like so much integration in turkey hunting. Like I, I sold them all on putting Romeo fives on their shotguns. They're like, what are you doing? That's such a fun thing to do. I'm like, ah, but is it? <laughs> and then they all started running those setups. They're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, start tipping turkeys <laughs> over and their, their stuff is great. I mean, it's all from that mil spec and you know leo kind of area but 
total application perf- killing they, turkeys. They perfected it on that side, right? Yeah. So it just seems like it's a transfer to this side, and that's why I think they've been so successful because they've they've got it perfected here. Yeah. And to make it over here is I mean, not changing much. Yeah. They were super cool. I uh, I asked them to support our our national convention and sports show with some yeah. some product and. Uh, they did in a big way. So some red dots heading down to Nashville Sweet. in February. And Sweet. some people are going to get lucky enough to get in on those. That would get so. them fired up. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So try to get those uh, those binos in there. So what we're talking about with the Zulu 6s is, is there's a there's a gyroscope, but it's electronically uh, manipulated gyroscope. So if you look through them normally, everything's shaky. You know, like if you're a normal looking long bino distance. would be, right? Your, a normal yeah. bino is just shaky. You get up there, yeah, you can see, but you can't quite tell if it's a three or a four point. Yeah, you, know, you can't quite tell, and then they have that stabilizer. And flip the switch. Flick it on, and it's like, and that's what's crazy too. So like, I'm sitting there, like, I got these nice pair of binoculars, ten by forty twos. Like, they should be great, right? I, I pull these things up, and I'm like, nah, not really sure, Dad, if that's a three or that's a four by four. Like, not sure. Let's try the other ones, and the, and the other ones I got are ten by thirty two zero sixes. Click those on it. It was like looking through a spotting scope. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. The difference. Yeah just adds so much awesome technology somebody was somebody was thinking <laughs> yeah oh, same thing with their vdx technology yeah. too being able to you know bluetooth in real time i remember nikon what was it like 10 years ago they had that bdc reticle that if you zeroed and then you put your you know they had an app so you put your load in and the make and all that and everything would fall in place i think that's like 300 yards yeah which at the time was like this is oh great yeah. no brainer yeah. now like your range finder boop, boop, talks to your scope you pick your scope up you already got your point of aim and, and out here it's huge. that's huge it's huge this this is such big area like it really i is. i was when i was coming in to the airport i'm looking down at the mountains and I remember thinking this, me and my wife took a trip out here before we had kids to Yellowstone. So 12 years ago or so. And you have no perspective, like you're up high. And then you look down and you really look and you're like, there's towns down there. And then you really start getting this understanding of the elevation. And then a plane flies by. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. It's Those are huge. And then you get on the ground and you're out here like, yeah, it's a wonder anybody sees anything, anything. you know, wildlife wise. It's crazy. It really is. But yeah. I like both sides. I like the east side. Yeah. I like the west side. I like, like it all too. It's all great. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, something about like that, like like the big open areas and like being able to glass and look out and like really spend some time trying to, and then you do will find one. I don't know. It's just, it, it have you gotten into the turkeys out here? I haven't. I haven't. Um, I put in for one, uh, but there's, I got a buddy who has a place up in paradise yeah. that we might get into a little bit. Uh, but uh, I haven't done it out here. I did it in Colorado. I lived there for two summers uh two and a half years ago we were there and i got into one there which is cool uh but nothing like east east turkey so what do you think what's the what's your opinion on it i think the east side is way i mean there's there's more birds over there yeah there's a lot more birds over there but and and it's less like mountain hunting it's more kind of like except vermont except yeah i guess vermont (laughs) (laughs) i guess vermont yeah, yeah for sure but my my experience with turkey hunting has always been like you know, you, you, you spend, you, you roost them that night, right? You kind of know where they're going to be. You're set up in an area where it's pretty flat and whatnot. And if they don't come into that area, you can get in the truck and kind of go around and call a little bit and then like make a move. Out here, I don't know if it, it would work that way. I don't know if, I don't think it'd be the same. So over here, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of timber, so you kind of just 
if they're there, they're Maybe there, they're right? There, right? They may, they might be there, they might not be. So I, I don't know. Like, um, I haven't, haven't hunted out this way that much. So I would be I'm partial to the East Coast for that. I've been told from from fellows that have come out this way, chasing their forty nine state, that you know Utah and Nevada prove to be pretty tough areas to hunt. Okay. And I think it's for that reason. It just they're they're competitive for resources whether it's water or shelter yeah. so and then you're competing against other people on the ground going after the same spots <laughs> exactly so it's, exactly it's pretty tough it's i imagine it will be and like where we are um i saw i saw last was it last spring no the, the year spring so a year and a half ago um spring i saw my the only turkeys that i've ever seen here like driving around uh like 10 of them crossing the road. And and there was, I'm like, where are you guys roosting? Yeah. There's no trees, what's going on here? Like, where, where are you going right now? There's like down by this little lake and there's no trees there. So I had no idea. So I don't even know if they're like in the same, like, I know they're different. They have to be different than what, what's going on in the East, but it just didn't make sense to me. I'm like, there's no trees from miles. Where, where, are, you, finding something. where are you staying? You know, so I don't, I don't even, I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. I got to, I'm sure I will get into it, uh, but like, uh, I just, I, I just, it can't be the same. It's got to be different. That was, um, Jenna Waller and I were talking about this out in Montana some years ago, and it was kind of the same thing. Like, the birds would march down these draws and come to the same place like every day, and you just kind of like almost deer hunt them, just yeah. kind of sit and wait. Um, it's strange, but it's it's different. Yeah, it's a totally different different challenge. And you're not calling them like that. That's an, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure you. I'm sure you could. There's got to be places where you do and you call yep. them and do the whole thing. But like, it just it's totally different than the East Coast. Yep. Yeah. So that'd be a, it'd be a challenge. Something I'm sure I'll get into. Guys like uh, like coming out here because it's not you know that Eastern bird. That Eastern bird runs into so many turkey hunters and they're a little bit more aware yep. and wily and. I hear people say, you know, mirrors are kind of dumb birds. Yeah. I don't know. I've hunted them both and <laughs> I don't think they're any dumber than the Eastern. They're yeah. a lot of fun too. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That so brand is, uh, I got someone vacuuming in the background. Gilbert, you'll have to knock that down for me, bud. Um, you got another season of the show coming out and then new gear coming out too. How is, how is the brand doing? Um, it's been, honestly, we've enjoyed so much of it. It's been so much fun. It really has taken on something totally different than what we thought. Like, I don't know if you know the story, but like we, I mean, Marcia and I were sitting on a bus and we're like, Hey man, where are you going this summer? Like, where are you going to do hunting this there? Oh, cool. Let's get, you know, we'll get back with the boss and forget where we were or whatever. He's like, man, we should just start a company. And I'm like, for what? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, Let's make some shirts and hats, this whole thing. And like, you know, we can go and ride off our hunts and like have some fun doing this and that. I'm like, all right, sure, like whatever. So we made like, I don't know, a hundred shirts, a hundred hats. And we had planned on, uh, like my wife was gonna ship them. We were gonna make this little website. We were gonna sell it out of our my second bedroom in Boston. Yeah. And like box it and do it, this whole thing. Like we got a little printer that prints up labels and this whole thing. We got a little shelf. And then um, the Bruins picked it up for like, um, they go on this, uh, before the season starts, they go and they visit a bunch of towns in New England, um, like a fan fest tour. So they're like, hey, can we, you know, we, we like you guys' stuff. We just want to spring some with us on this fan fest thing and, and see how it does. And uh, we got a call like two days later, like, can you guys get more shirts? We're out. 
<laughs> I'm going, huh? Like it took me four months to get those. What do you mean you're out? <laughs> like, what do you mean you're out? So, uh, and then, you know, like that quickly was, we're not selling it out of the second bedroom anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think it's, it's, it's just kind of spiraled in a great way from there. The show was, uh, we were, that was not supposed to happen. The guys who, uh, uh, brandish guys, the marketing guys for us, they're like, yep, we're going to do a show. This whole thing now we're like, cool. So, um, like the first episode that we did was archery over at, uh, Reedy's archery. Yep. And, uh, like that was not even supposed to be on TV. So like they had shot that with no intention of it being <laughs> on TV. Right. And then the next thing you know, so we've just been, uh, and I tell, I've talked a lot about this. I think we've just met the right people at the right time. Things kind of fell in the right place and we've had so much help. Like there's no way this would have happened with a lot, without a lot of people kind of sure. guiding us in the right direction. And so, but we've had a, so much fun with it. We've met some great people, got to meet some great people, connected with some awesome brands and, and been able to um, highlight some of the things that we love and share it with people. And I think people have enjoyed it. So it's been, it's been cool. What I think is neat about the brand particularly is that, you know, when I do watch a Bruins game and I look out in the crowd and I'm looking, I'm actively looking for it now. Yeah. And I see, I see y'all's logo. Yeah. And I'm one, then I start wondering like, all right, how many of these people are just wearing it? And then and how many of them are hunting? Exactly. And then how many of those people are now taking a look at hunting? That's our biggest thing. That's our biggest thing. And that's, that was something that I initially we didn't, expect we're like hey we're not gonna like you know because I'm, I'm not i'm not even really i didn't think three steps ahead for this it wasn't like hey we're gonna use this as a platform to share our passion that will like eventually help maybe help somebody else get into the woods and share something i didn't think about that at all um initially and then when, when it started to become evident like hey man people are sending us messages asking us questions you're like hey you know like i've never gotten on before like how do you get started and things like that and and so like people are asking that question and then it like kind of the light bulb went off like you know you now i think that i view it as it uh, as hunters with with people following us and this whole thing it's almost like a responsibility right and, yeah. and you take on a little bit more of that responsibility where um you have and there's people that are naysayers, right? With the industry, hundred people are like, "Hey, you know, you should be killing down this thing." But there's so much more to that. And like now, just sh- and I've always had those convictions about it. That hey, you know, that for me, it's a spiritual thing. It is such a spiritual thing. If you get your hands on that animal after it's been killed, and like you are now gonna you harvest that animal, you are gonna eat that and share that with your family. Yeah. You go through that whole process of like life. And I've always had those convictions, and same as Marshy, but like. Now you have that responsibility to pass that on, share that stuff with people and maybe paint hunting and that side of hunting in a different light than what you, some of those people would normally see. And so there's been a lot of people that have like, yeah, they're wearing it for the hockey side, but now they're curious or looking into the hunting side or the outdoor side or the fishing side or whatever that may be. So that's been probably the coolest part of it where people have asked questions that they would have never asked before. That's powerful, man. Yeah. And when, when guys like yourself step into that, and again, like it's it's not your fault you didn't like think that way, but all of a sudden you said when that light goes on, like yeah, you are now an ambassador. Yes. And that's you mean we that's were heavy. Not, it is. It's heavy. We were not expecting that. It was never like this is the plan to do this. Now we want to push this view on people's like because we're doing this. We didn't even think about that. 
Yeah. And then it became very clear and evident that, Hey, that is now a responsibility. And we were welcomed. It, it's cool. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And like, that's where sometimes like where I'm writing up a post for Instagram, this whole thing. And like, man, I'm getting like, like emotional about it. Yeah. And, and like, this is something that I, you know, I'm passionate about and I care about. And like, did, how many people are going to read that? So yeah, it's, it, it's cool. And like, I, I find that cool. I think Marshy finds that cool. And, 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 um, you know, I think like, you know, like guys just in the past, it's been pictured as this, like, just this hot hunting in so many ways. It just, and it only takes one to really screw it up. Sure. To, to yep. post a picture of the deer with, it's just, it, it, it's just, you've, we've all seen them. Sure. And it only takes one. And, and so we're doing our best to try to. Well, the fact that you're so, you know, I don't want to say new to it, but in the space yeah you know fairly new oh absolutely. and then you're cognizant of that yeah They're like that's huge because there's there's folks that have been doing this for decades and they still don't get still it still don't see it still don't see They're it like well i got a right to do this ah you do but should you yeah but should you and and you're screwing it up for everyone else because you know it only takes one you know and and so i don't know i, I we've tried to bring people into it rather than like alienate people and i've had conversations with people online about this stuff and try to you know be, i had a guy being like it's unethical to hunt with bow it's unethical because your your chances are lower your chances of injuring that animal are, are higher and your chances of harvesting are lower and and i get that hey there are guys that pick up a bow one time a year and go out there and try and fling it around this whole thing. Um, and the ethics side of it, you know, I'm a big believer in like, you need to put the time in or you should not be shooting. Right. Cause it takes practice in order to do that correctly. But in my opinion that it's, I think it's a little bit more ethical and I don't maybe ethical is the wrong term, but I think it's, it's, um, the animal feels less pain with a bow. I think the bullet is like an impact. It's a pain thing, the whole thing. With a bow, you've seen it, you shoot a deer, it goes right through them, they stand there. They don't really know what's going on, and they tip over, and it's over quick. Stuff is so advanced now. Yeah. The poundage, the technology, yeah. how, I mean, yeah. the distance guys are shooting compounds yeah. now, you might as well have a, a damn slug gun or a muzzleloader. Exactly. So it's, it's, and so like, you know, and, and I'm not going to, I don't want to get into the conversation of whether it's like more ethical to use a rifle or this and that. Whatever you choose to do, be proficient in it. That's it. And ultimately, the responsibility comes on the, that's the individual. Your responsibility. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's another thing. I mean, heck, like, <laughs> so, story. Uh, and, and this is for me, it's even become like, hey, I don't shoot enough. And I've never, I've never been able to shoot enough with hockey season, this whole thing. I'm just starting to be able to shoot enough to really feel comfortable to be able to shoot out in the correct way to, to harvest now right yeah and so i've never been like hey i'm just gonna go out to the range two three or four times and then like okay i'm good because i feel that responsibility like to, to, to shoot an animal and like and, and to do my best to have it be a quick easy kill always right, right. always right it doesn't always happen that way stuff happens it happens stuff happens but you wanna i, I like like this year i shot my deer with my bow 20 yards I shot it a little bit back because there was a deer behind it mm -hmm. and I know I'm like there's a deer right there this thing's gonna go right through it I'm gonna shoot it a little bit back because I don't want it to go through and hit the other one exactly so I shot it a little bit back probably liver shot it um, <laughs> I, I watched it run 50 yards and tip and fall down dust going kicking I'm like that's a dead deer right there and then 
and then I'm talking to my buddy on the phone. I just called my brother, called my dad. I'm like, oh man, I got this dude. I'm so excited. I got way too excited too early. I got out of my, I got out of there, like my blind. I turned around 20 minutes. I go up, I gave it 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, it's dead, no problem. I walk up the hill. I get with, between me and right that chair, 10 yards, 10, less than 10 yards. It's sitting there, it's got his head on the ground, I'm on the phone. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, come help me, like, let's drag this thing out of here. And as I'm saying that, it stands up and runs off like six, seven hundred yards. I watched this thing just run off. Holy smoke. I'm like, no way. It was, it was bounding. It wasn't limping, it went right over a fence, bounding, and I'm like, oh my gosh. That night, so like I, and then 30 minutes later, it starts raining. Oh no. 30 minutes later, it starts raining. So I walk up to where it was, huge blood pile. Like it, it would have died right there. I just left it, it would have died right there. But no, it got up, took off. 30 minutes later, it starts raining. Dust come in, like can't follow up anymore. Like, oh my gosh, like we're gonna, I'm gonna have to come back and find it in the morning. That feeling for me was a, one of the, I, I didn't sleep one minute that morning. Yeah. I was sick to my stomach. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. I'm never doing that again. So like that, for, and that goes into the, for me, like the responsibility side. Yeah. If I would have put a bad shot on that thing, I just would have been sick to my stomach. And it happens. Everybody's, it's happened to everybody. Heck yeah, it has. But, but it just, I don't want that feeling again. No, none of <laughs> us do. But, you know, it's, this is a common theme in these conversations. And it, it, as, as you do this and as, as you go through the maturation process of hunting and you get yeah. to be an older age, like eventually you're going to step on one of these mines, man. hundred percent. And it's gonna happen. happens to all of us. And, and if you say it doesn't, you're full of crap. You're full of it. It's ha- it happens. And like, and so I, and I understand that side for people where they're like, I understand that side because I am an animal lover. I get it. You don't want that animal to suffer. Right. Just like that's the worst thing never want that to happen if there's and it's you want to do everything you can to prevent that from happening so the practice the making sure everything's tuned the checking your zeros and making sure you're shooting enough like all of those things are steps and responsibilities that like you have to, to do it the right way but that's what makes it hunting and not shooting exactly because there things happen things nature man nature happens like Acts those, of god <laughs> and those animals are so damn tough it's insane people i don't people don't understand it sometimes i didn't get it for some time but it's just like the the will to survive is a real thing all they know how to do man it's a real thing they reproduce do. eat and live and that's it and that's what they are like that's what they're proficient at yeah. they've been hunted and hunted and hunted by not just humans but animals this whole thing so that's their that's their job and so, um, and then things happen, but, and I get where people are like, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that because they, you might, you know, and then and this happens and I get that. I totally get it guys. Uh, so before the vacuuming came in and commenced, we were talking about the idea of there's responsibility, both with your equipment and then, you know, as a personality, right. And for me, when I see guys like you and Brad and other notables, that, that come into this space, like there's plenty of outdoor uh, celebrities, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're only celebrities to that that market. Yeah. Like people outside of the hunting industry, and I hate that term, but it is what it is. Don't know these people. Yeah. But they know you. And when you guys kind of wear that that badge as conservationist, hunter, however you're putting yourself out there, yeah. like you you're new, but you have, I think, in my opinion, so much more sway 
with the, the middle 80%, right? Because we always talk about there's the 10% of us or kind of less that participate conservation-minded, hunting, and we do it for all the right reasons. Regardless. 10% that hate us always. Yes. But that 80% that are sitting in the seats at the garden watching you guys yep. are the ones you can affect the most. Yeah, and that's, when I talk about responsibility, that's what like my biggest thing that I noticed was that like, you know, you, you do, you have those like your, your, your staple hunt, uh, um, hunting industry people who are, everyone's gonna watch them on the outdoor channel. If you're going to look or whatever channel you look at, if you're a hunter and you have those channels, you're gonna watch them regardless. Right. Eight, that 80% of people probably aren't gonna watch it. Yeah. And then- Might not even know it might exists. Might not even know, ex exactly. Might not even know it exists. And like where to even start to look. And so we, I think we have, and that's what was a big eye-opening thing for me. We have reached a lot of people that would, no way would have even looked at that. And so that's that's what's cool, because um, I didn't even like I, like I said I didn't even think about that. And like, but I mean, for me, what's funny is is because like, Marshy, yes, you're looking to this guy because he's been doing it his whole life. Yeah. Like he's a hunter. He's he knew all the shows. He knew all the stuff. He's a, he's been doing this his whole life. I've always wanted to get into it. I've always loved that part of it. Just never am. I'm I'm hockey. Like this is where I'm at. Like I train in the summers in California. I'm not hunting this whole thing. So like I am just as new to this as a lot of the people who are being exposed to it. Sure. For me. So like that that that's been cool because I'm like man, I'm about as green as it gets. Yeah. Like I'm like four or five years in. Like and I'm like yeah I'm so thankful for the um, the opportunities that I've had just given that like my connection with Marshy, with Marshy Moko and all this, I feel like I've gained a lot of knowledge in the past four years that I wouldn't have gained if I would have started when I was 16 per se and just trying to fill tags over the counter sure. somewhere, right? So um, I've been fortunate in that that sense, but like make no mistake, like we are not experts in this. Yeah, but because <laughs> but of your, because of what you've done and where you worked hard in another profession, it's it's given you an opportunity to get the, the the best training probably out there, yeah, right? From yeah. a whole bunch it's, of people because exactly. they want to be around you and exactly. they're interested in what your admit your you know your journey through this looks like. And exactly, so you know, like we have met some like I said, we've met some awesome people and some awesome companies that have given us like some unbelievable opportunity and done some things that like I would have never had the opportunity to do. Um, and my my first my first elk hunt, like I would have never had the opportunity to do this. Like it's a, it was a high fence place in Utah, on three thousand acres at West Canyon Ranch. I got I became really good buddies with those guys. Uh, They're awesome family up there. But like I was like, you know what? I want to go on an elk hunt and like get as much experience as I can in that four days. Yeah. That I could like being around, like calling and all this stuff. And that was I would have never had that opportunity without hockey, right? I would have never went and spent the money and done this whole thing to do it that didn't have that right so like, i made that connection i did it and like those four days were like a trial by fire and elk hunting i had so many opportunities where like that's not reality sure right it's so, like i use that as a cool i i like and i understand people's like a high fence thing this whatever but high fence on three thousand acres yeah. sometimes <laughs> i like laugh at yeah, that yeah 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 but 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 it, it, that's what i mean it was it, these elk were not like so right but anyway like there's a bunch of them in there and they're not going anywhere and it was awesome uh and i gained so much experience in those four days that i was able to take and like translate into like hunting experiences outside of that so like for for this year marcy and i we went to colorado me his dad his brother and then him Four of us, we grabbed an RV, we're up at Gunnison, 
Um, we had a couple buddies kind of pointing us in the right direction, but it was an old counterattack, and we our expectations were low. But like day first two days, we had to hunt this small spot because Marshy had to go down and, and uh, make a few phone calls for hockey business. And then the third day, we got into the spot where hey, we're going to go up, and we're not coming back. We're going to go in there. We're going we're to stay in there, and we're going to come back when we when we shoot one or whatever. We, or it's two day two or day three. We don't have mm. food, or whatever. We get in there. It's the first morning, and. Uh, we, we took a 25 minute Polaris ride in and then you start hiking. So it's like, we're, we're back there, right? You're in so it. we're in there, which was awesome, which is what we wanted. And uh, there's no, we were thinking there's gonna be no hunters in there. We're gonna be good, it's a good spot. We get in there, we start, it's like you know, six in the morning where it's dark and we start hiking in. We get about 45 minutes, an hour in and, uh, and this like calf call starts going nuts. Like just like going nuts. I'm, I'm thinking, all right, number one, they don't do that. Number two, like that's a hunter. Yeah. And then I started thinking, and Marshy's like, dude, we're, we're way out here. There's no way that's a hunter. Like, I'm like, Marshy, we should turn around right now and we should go out the other way. He's like, no, let's just, let's just walk a little bit. And, and, um, it's like, let's just walk up and kind of sweep. So we put our heads down, we start walking, we're slowly kind of creeping up. Like 10 minutes go by, we walk in, and we walked within 30 yards of a cow and two calves. And sure enough, that was the cat that was just going nuts. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's, that's awesome. We're in them now. And then boom, 200 yards away, bugling elk going nuts. So I'm on Marshy's. So Marshy barked the tags. He brought me along. I'm like, dude, you're shooting first. So he's ready to go. I've been practicing my calls and like, I feel pretty good about it. And like, um, the only way I would have got that experience is if I would have like, didn't go to the West Canyon ranch and like yeah. be around it and see it and hear it. So like, I've been going at it and I've been learning. And, and so I'm, I'm calling, I'm ripping bugles. He's ripping bugles. I'm cutting them off. And Marshy's telling him, Hey, keep going, keep going. And I'm standing right behind him. Next thing you know, like the whole herd is around us. We're in it. And this, this like six by six elk's coming right in. And I see him at 50 yards and he's scraping, he's peeing. He's like, he's losing his mind. Bugle right in our face. <laughs> Marshy draws back and he, the, he, he walks up the hill and stops at 40 and he stops him at 40 yards and puts an awesome arrow into him. Long story short, like that whole experience was, was, I would have never had the experience to kind of get to that spot. Wind, bugling, cow calling, kind of figuring that out without those past ones. Sure. And uh, it's something that like I wouldn't trade. Like it was the best hunt Marshy and I had ever been on. Like he said, hands down, it's the best hunt he's ever been on. It's like all we, built. It was all built off of like that. Yeah. It was sweet. It was super cool. It reminds me of some turkey hunts I've been on that I've heard hen talk. And this is in the spring. And I'm like, I started looking around like the same thing. Like I know where I'm at and I know I've done like made an effort to not be around people. Yeah. And that is some of the worst hen calling I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Like some dude is choking on this diaphragm. Yep. And sure enough, it's a real bird. And not only is it a real bird, but there's a Tom coming right behind her. <laughs> yeah game on yeah it, it was it's I, crazy it was, it was it blew my mind because we i'm looking at him I'm like there's no way that that a, a calf let alone a cow whatever, <laughs> is gonna it was it was 30 seconds of just like going nuts like that's another hunter we gotta go he's like no, no no let's just walk up there let's just make sure and uh sure enough it paid off but like the, the experience like that and the game i mean you do it every time every hunt you go on is you do learn something Always, so, yeah, always, no matter what, and um, it it was really cool. Like I'm just I'm I'm thankful for those those like pre 
pre like real hunting like experiences that I was able to have in order to gain that uh, that knowledge to kind of replicate now that I have something to go off of. Yeah, so you got some good amount of hands too to pack it out too. Oh man, it was, how was that? It was so fun. We were, I mean, we were only, we were probably less than two miles from the players. No, it's not bad. Not bad, right? Less than two miles from the players. So, and the, the thing was, it's like Marsha shot his, and then there's another boot bull. What happened was another bull up the hill was, was was screaming. So I'm like, I get right on the call. We called him into 60 yards. But what happened was, is like this is another thing I learned. They, they like want to be on the same plane as you and they want to like, they want to see you. They want oh, yeah. to see that other bull. So they need I, verification. They need verification. So what happened was he got too close. He's 60 yards. I couldn't, I didn't have a shot, but um, I was, I was at 60 yards. I'm trying to get him like the 45, 50 range. And I, I bugled it at 60 and he's like, I can see it's 60 and there's no bull. There's there. no bull. So he's like, nope, I'm out of here. Turned around, gone. So, and then I bugled again and there's another one on the other side. So I got up, we started chasing after this thing. And like this guy, he was bugling every time I was bugling, but he was running away every time I was bugling. Hmm. So then I cow called and he turned around and came forth. So the bugle wasn't doing it for him. The cow call was doing it for him. Called him in, got him into 60, got him into 50. He got, at 50, I drew back, he kept walking. And I'm like, I'm kind of behind the tree a little bit. Marcy's behind me cow calling. I, I drew back. And I could tell I'm too much in the sun. So he got to 40 yards and his head was out and his body was behind these two no. trees and he stopped right there. So I drew back at 50 and I held it at 40, like when he got to 40 and I'm sitting there and like the, the, the clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> the clock is ticking and I'm like, oh man, I can only hold this for so much Starting longer. Starting to get we're, the we're, shakes. Yeah, we're at like the 45 second minute and then, I, I, if I, if I was going to make this shot, I should have done it f like right away because right away, I, I think I could have probably done it, but it was, there's a V between the tree mm. and there's probably eight inches of vitals. And I just wanted to take one more step. I'm like, Hey, I'm take one more step. Looking back, if he would have stopped right then, I could have just, I could have put that shot on him. And if I, if I hit him, it's a good shot. If I don't, I hit the tree. Yeah. Well, that minute, we get to the minute mark or so, and I'm like, oh man, I'm shaking. And then I said, all right, I'm gonna try and throw the needle. I tried to try to throw the needle, and I stuck it right in the tree. And that was it. So So you lost an arrow. I lost an arrow, but like I, I shot at one and like I, you know, like I didn't wasn't gonna wound him. Like yeah. that was it. So I had that little spot and that was all. Um uh, but anyway, we turned back around and we go back to Marshy's Marshy's bull and uh and it, you know, it won a hundred yards. We watched him bed down and like, he was done. Little did we know, we start gutting this thing out. And like, this is, I'm telling you, this isn't an ad for like broadhead or whatever you want to call it. Never seen anything like this in my life. He hit it back, but it went back through his back hip mm. and, and, mm. and stuck in. So like he was quartered too. Yeah. It went, you know, he hit him like probably liver area, maybe a little yep. bit in front, hit there, went to his back left hip. Gotcha. <sighs> We get up to him and uh, he's he's done. He's totally done. Wasted. We are, we're gutting him out. I'm like, hey, we're we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're quarter him out. We're gonna go pack this thing out. We're gonna go back. We'll put him on ice so I can come back. We can hunt these other ones. So I could. It's my turn now. So we're trying to hustle, right? And um, we're getting this all packed up. And his last quarter is the one that like with the arrow went in. We didn't know what this at that time. But like when you're quartering him out, right? You go to like grab the leg and try to flip it. Yeah. And it's like usually attached, right? So you cut, cut around this whole thing. It folded over like like just like there was nothing there. Like there was no bone. 
it folded completely over like the leg had been like totally going on. Wow. What's wrong with it? So I start quartering. I'm like, what the hell? So I start quartering this thing out and I'm like trying to be careful because I'm like, the broadhead's in there somewhere. Look, we get to the point where like his back hip is, this broadhead went into his hip and right through it, his whole femur. Went through the entire femur, shattered that whole area. It looked like a grenade went off. Oh hip. my gosh. We lost a bunch of meat in that area just uh, of how bad it was. Yeah. But that whole bone was totally broken. What were you using? Uh, the iron wheels. Okay, got it, got it. We were using those, like fixed broadhead. This thing went right through the bone and shattered that part and went through it and like exploded that whole ham. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But like that, that that's ultimately, I mean, he couldn't run. He couldn't walk. He wasn't going nowhere. He wasn't going anywhere. He went 100 yards and died right there. But... And then the other story is, is we were two idiots trying to pack out an elk in one trip. <laughs> so we, I mean, we have this pack, we get these packs and Marsh is hurting and I'm hurting. It took us, I mean, we were a mile and a half or so. It took us like an hour and a half to go that far. We were just smoked and got back to the Polaris. Went back, napped for a little bit, came back, whatever. But like, it was just the coolest experience like we, I've, I've, we've ever had in the woods, like by far. There's value in that doing the whole thing start to finish. And and back east, we don't get that opportunity very much, mostly because your critters have to be intact. You can you can field dress them. But when you go to the check station or get up with a warden, like with a bear and check it in, um, not bear, but most mostly the deer. So we don't often get that experience. I got to do that this year uh, with a black bear because you can do that as long as the, the sex organs are intact on the hide. Yep. And I'd never packed anything out other than just, you know, dragging deer or putting yeah. a turkey in my vest. And that was like, it was work, but I had such pleasure in the work. Like, it's I felt, I don't know, man, I, I know it's kind of weird and goofy, but like, I felt like a mountain man. Like, yeah. I had this whole jelly rolled 200 pound plus black bear on my backpack on my back yeah. and you know the the guy i was with was was great enough to carry you know most of the the quarters and the yeah. the, the back straps with him and uh i don't know i felt like i earned it, it it's rewarding it like i didn't shoot the elk and i felt like i shot it yeah it was like i i i felt like i tagged out like we were it was just like and the other part of it too is like it was a team effort yeah like it was total like he's reading off of me he's getting ready to like pull back i'm quiet i'm just back a little bit off of him i'm cutting this like this 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 elk off from bugling and he's bugling this whole thing and and like marshy's checking the wind and he's we're whispering to each other and and then we get up there like and we we're quartering this thing out and he's packing my pack i'm packing his we're doing this whole thing and it was just uh it was a like a, a really cool experience something we won't forget it's, i was reading the article this morning and i was uh I was looking at these gripping grins, right? Where like with white-tailed deer and there's like six dudes all like proudly posing. I'm like, and I laugh, I'm like, why are you posing? Like maybe like one or two of you, the guy that killed it, maybe the guy that helped him hump it out. I'm yeah. like, what are the rest of you doing here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I don't get that, but like with elk, I totally get oh, that. Man. Like when you get a cadre of dudes, like every single one of you had it, literally had a hand in had it. Had a hand You in touched it. that For beast. For sure, you, you, you were there, you probably helped carry yeah. the meat out. You probably helped cut it up, you had the whole deal, so. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's something that, uh, like, you're going to have to, like, and that's what I've, I've realized, like, I, I need to go on hikes before doing that. Like, it's, I can't just, like, throw this on my back and, like, go, it hurts. So, I mean, kind of low-hanging fruit stuff here, and I know, like, if anybody was a sports writer, they'd probably ask you the same thing, but whatever. Yeah. Compare it, like, so your conditioning for hockey 
I know they're two different animals yes. completely, but yeah. like, does does that did that help you? You know, your your career in that and being in you know probably better shape than most people going out there. Or yeah. Is there still another level? Like, holy crap! I I need to I need to level up. Uh, it's a different load. Yeah, it's no no. It's totally different. It's totally different. I like to think it helped a little bit that I was in shape enough to do that, right? And uh, but uh, it is a total different cardiovascular work totally different. must must come into play it right because the endurance sure. yeah it helps for sure um but hockey such a what's different is like we train we train on that like 45 to 50 seconds 60 second spectrum yeah a lot of the stuff that's a tough 50 it's, seconds it's a, it's a hard 50 60 seconds and you get back to the bench you got a minute minute and a half two minutes to recover then you're back at it so it's just it's different training right and you're training for that 20 25 minute you know a night kind of training where where um elk hunting or whatever or whatever kind of hunt you're going on pack in or this and that like it's a it's an endurance thing yeah. it's like you're just hitting the 120 130 heart rate maybe 140 ish but you're riding that for two hours hiking three hours doing that um so it's 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 a little bit different uh, and that's what i think for for me next year i've got to because i don't i'm not used to the long rucks right yeah. or, like, or the you know you're throwing a lot of weight on your back and you're just moving right i'm just not used to that i haven't done that um and so that's something that i'm gonna have to get used to for sure but yeah i think i'd be i think it helps i, I think just being in good shape helps right uh, but um it, it was a, an adjustment for me for sure i noticed it i mean i've never packed out of elf but like with that bear for instance right so the last three years, I totally made complete lifestyle changes and dedicated myself to, you know, perfecting my body and yeah. doing good workouts and, you know, adding long distance running into that regiment. Yep. And I noticed probably that first year after I started integrating that long distance running, I noticed a huge difference. Like when I killed a deer and I dragged it out, like, I, I mean, it was still work, but it didn't suck. Yeah. And then humping that bear in New Hampshire going up and down these crags and it was shitty terrain. But I wasn't like dying. No. Like I can do this yep. and I can get through it. And yep. it was like four years ago, not a chance. No. I would have been a, a liability on that mountain. They probably <laughs> would have been calling the CEOs to come get my ass off of it, which well, is a that, total bummer. That that's cool because like I, that I've never been into long distance running, never ever. I'm like mile, yeah, done. You know, and like I'm like sprints and all that stuff. It's great. And like, cause that's for, for hockey, it was so much of that, but I'm definitely going to transition and do a lot of the, like more of like that, you know, slow pace, long distance going and just go for hours, try to do that. There's value to there's it. Super, and, and the other side, yeah, like the mental side of that too is, is, is cool. I need it, man. I like, I, I tweaked my back two weeks ago and I'm on the, the downside of my two week break. I was yeah. told like, stop. Because yeah. I'm that idiot that's like, all right, dude, it feels good. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get back to it. I'm good. And like, my wife, the doctor's like, do not touch a weight, do not run, just walk, yeah. take your supplements, but, you know, stop screwing around because it's going to prolong this. Yeah. I can't get through my head because, like, the mental part of that, that's that's my daily mental. You need it. I, I'm like need freaking it. out. I'm yeah. here <laughs> at this hotel and I'm like, they got a fitness center. I could go do something. Like, yeah. I purposely didn't pack sneakers or anything so that I wouldn't be tempted to go down. I know that sounds yeah. ate up, but no, no, no. you it get is. to a point where like yeah. you need that yep. Yep. and you crave it. Yep. It's a good thing. Like I'll, I'll take that any day over, you know, different yeah. where so I was yeah. at five, five being 200 pounds. Like yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> that's not a good place to be. <laughs> no, like no. you go through it 
and you think you're good, and then yeah. you look back like, oh yeah, I wasn't good. No, it's not good. You know, I get gas walking a turkey out in my vest. Yeah, that's madness. Not anymore. <laughs> so I mean, your career on the ice. I mean, you had a lower body injury. You know, you're one of the more physical players, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. not afraid to drop them and get after it. You're a tough sob. I mean, again, is it, it does. I don't know what I'm trying to get to. Like, you get punched in the face. Like, is there is there value from that? You know, that drive and that that place you have to go to mentally to to be able to be in that space. Like, how does that correlate to? You know, I'm gonna go live out in the friggin' backwoods for two or three days, which most people would be like, I'm not doing that for 30 minutes. I I like to think um, that there's correlation and value to that. I like to think that that um, I think my so my wife kind of she she understands me with that is that like I've never been a guy that just wants to go in my truck and hunt around like yeah like does does the easy time hunting like is there is there a place for that absolutely there's time for that yeah. absolutely um, but I've always she's always known that like I, I and I've always kind of known when, when it comes to the hunting and the outdoor stuff that like. I really want to push the boundaries with some stuff and like go out and like get to a place where, Hey man, like we could be in trouble if, if you don't, you know, if we're, if we don't have our acts together here, like the, the planning of it, making sure your packs taken care of, you have a med kit, you have like these things kind of in order. And if something were to go wrong, you can rely on yourself or your buddy that like, we're going to be good regardless. So I have that, that itch to, to get out and do the hard things. Sure. And a side of that, I think is a side of that. I think is that it's not, yeah, sure. You want to harvest an animal, right? Everyone wants to go out there and shoot an animal. Yeah. Come bring one home and come back successful. But like, I'm trying my best to not put, um, success of a hunt on harvesting. It's not predicated on a filled tag, exactly. right? Exactly. So like, and it's hard to do that because you, you, Especially, I think, especially for me, just because, like, um, success has been so black and white for so long yeah. with hockey. It's like, you're either win or you lose, right? Even it's pretty binary. It's, it's, it's really, it's like, either win or you lose. Sure, like, on games where you, like, you lost, there's definitely been, 100%, there's been games where we've lost or we got our ass kicked and, like, I played well. But, like, I still feel sick to my stomach because we lost. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's never been, like, a gray area for me. Um and so I think that I'm trying to get rid of that a little bit. And it's been hard because, like, man, I've gone out in days. I'm like, damn it. Like, I, like, and that's what made me go back every time, right, for 25 days where I didn't see a deer was, like, that black and white. Like, damn it. And it took probably 15 of those 25 days to be like, hey, man, that's not really about shooting a deer right now. And, and then I started to kind of see that. And so it's been something of a transition for me to be, to get into that gray area where, Hey, look around where you're at. Yeah. Take a look, you know, take a second, look around where you're at, look at the sunrise, look at the sunset, look at, you know, the, the other animals that you're seeing and, and take the value from that and not make it so much about killing an animal yeah. or bringing home meat or whatever it may be. So that's been, I think that that's been cool for me. Um, 
And so I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to take that side away from it with, with hockey or not, um, get into the gray area a little bit. Uh, but with that, I think becomes um, the more what you were talking about, kind of like does it transition and and, and it, it does. I think it does. But but I'm trying to think get away from that a little bit i think it's a discipline thing right when yeah. you operate at such a high level and you know when you commit yourself to big adventure hunts or even hell even a turkey hunt can be yeah. an adventure hunt right 100%. and you know if you're chasing a, a, a particular bird or you just you want a certain hunt to go a certain way yeah. and you're not going to settle for oh that one snuck in on me and i'll take that yeah like, no, I want to I want to call a bird a certain way or I want him to decoy a certain way or, uh, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, that's your satisfaction if you don't get there, you know, but you're constantly honing your craft, much yeah. like a professional sport. Huh? You're always picking something up and always sharpening and sharpening. Yep. So there's always a win. Yeah. You know, it's just what do you see it? Where, yeah. Where's how do you see a win now? Yeah. Right. How do you see a win now? And my I guess my definition for a win has has got to change. Yeah. Is, is changing. It's not binary like it was, you exactly. know, uh, the WRNL. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm trying to find that balance. So um, that's been that's been fun. I've enjoyed that. I think that I think a lot of that um, and especially with the hunts that I choose to do, like the ones that are harder, right? Like, or like, I like to like think they're harder Yeah. or you're, you're putting weight on your back and you're just going and you're, you're moving through the woods. Ones that like your success rate's pretty low. Um, then, then I think you have to redefine your, your wins and losses because you're going to come home with a lot more losses than wins the majority of the time. Of course. So you, you otherwise there'd be no critters left. <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean? exactly. Right. So you're going to come home with like empty handed a lot more. And so, and, and that, and that for me, is no longer a loss. I'm trying to get that into my head. That's not a loss. Yeah. That's a that's a great day outside. It's a great day in the woods. I, so twenty plus years for me, man, you know, and uh I still get geeked out when I see a, a, a scrape, a oh, fresh man. scrape, or I see a, a new rub, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like yeah. the first time. Like, these things exist, you know? <laughs> they <laughs> like, are I here. saw it. They I are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you sit on it, and then, you're, all right, he's never coming. He's yeah. never coming back. But, no, that's, uh, for, like, again, yeah. that's that's a win. Like, yeah. okay, there's there's something. There's sign exactly, of life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so like, getting to that gray area, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. What do you uh, – what do you got for as far as advice for people that, um, you know, that are that A type personality and, and have this this mindset of, and this is the I don't know if it's ego or anything that gets in the way of us being successful, especially guys, right? I think women are better at this. That's why they're better shooters. Yep. That's why they're more attentive hunter ed uh, learners. But like, give some give advice to a guy that's 25, 30 years old. And he's seeing bits of this. He's hearing this on his on his stereo on his phone. And you know, all right, one of the hardest dudes in ice hockey is you know telling his story. Oh, man. Um, okay. So a quick story first. So uh, I was we were just in New Mexico uh, this past August. We took our our brass, our vet down to New Mexico. We went on an antelope hunt, and it's it's me, Marshy, it's Raz. Former SEAL, 26 yeah. year, hard dude. Joel and, and Brian, who are Sons of Fall, veteran guys, awesome dudes, but very proficient hunters. Yeah. And then Brian Marshall, you know who he is, Bam? 
Um, so he's he's with six. He's one of the six hour hunting. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, got uh, it. He's one of the guys. Works for Cryptech. Big dude. I saw all the, the pictures. For, all the pictures. So yeah, yeah, big dude. You know, like been hunting his whole life. And we're at the range, and like I, I shot, like I took the cross out and I shot a lot. I was like, man, I want, I want to make sure I'm good with this. Like, I, I feel really comfortable, and like this is good. Like, I'm dialed in. I made sure my, my rifle was was zero before I got there, and like I feel really good. I, I was pushing out six, seven hundred yards. Feel pretty good. No one's there. It's pretty good. I'm like, I'm no one's, no one's there. Like, I'm, but I've got it on film. Like, I got the spot scope set up. A thing. I'm like watching it. Hit, hit, hit. And I get there, and uh, and. Uh, Marshy's shooting, Raz is shooting, Raz is on, he's, you know, Raz can shoot. And then I, it's my turn. I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of feeling pressure here. Like, I <laughs> got the cameras rolling, this whole thing. And, and, um, and, uh, I'm shooting like shit. I'm like, dude, it's a hundred yards. I'm like three inches off, four inches off on one side. I'm like, man, what's going on? Maybe the zero's off. I'm trying to find all these excuses. And then like, I get back, we come back, we get to like the 350 yard and like Bam's on the thing and we're watching it. And uh, he's like, he's like, dude, you're not even on paper. You are not, like, you're not even anywhere close. And I'm like, man, I don't know what's going on right now, but uh, it, it turns out I was just having a bad day. Yeah, I was just having a bad Have day, him. dude. I was just having a bad day. Like I got the hundred yard, it started to mess with me. I got to three hundred yard. I'm just like, man, I just, I like, don't feel comfortable at all. Like I don't feel comfortable at all. Long story short, we get like a Raz shot first day, killed an awesome antelope. Marshy shot the next day in the morning, ended up killing a nice one. It was my turn. Like, um, so we get out and like, I'm pretty, I can shoot pretty good prone or like sitting and things like that. I'm like, I feel pretty comfortable there, but I've never really shot off sticks before. Mm. so we get out to this and we're on one bam's like dude let's go grab the sticks i'm like okay cool we get into one with about 200 yards and i'm like oh this should be a chip shot 200 yards like i should feel really good (laughs) i missed 200 yards off stick with this thing twice Mm. same antelope at like 200 yards and i'm like it's like i i missed the first day at the range i missed a couple times at this antelope at 200 yards and i'm like dude i'm I'm having a rough week here. Finally, we get down and I was able to get onto another one. And, and, um, uh, I just kind of just like, Hey dude, enjoy it. Like enjoy it. Like it's not a big deal. Like who cares? It doesn't matter if you miss, like it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like just enjoy this time. And I started to actually like just enjoy it and have fun with the guys. It was my turn to get up and like, we get to this antelope in and he's coming in and he's way off. He's like 490 yards and I'm comfortable at that range. Like when I'm comfortable there, I'm like, I'm comfortable. Like it's yeah. good. So I got comfortable. I got prone. I'm good. I let this like calm down. We we're in his big rush. They put a nice shot on him and he dropped. He got back up, came again. I shot him again at 270, like 10 seconds later and it was over. But like, I learned from that was like, like enjoy it. Don't make it such a big deal. Yeah. It's so that's much, great it's advice. So much fun when it, when you just let it be. Um, and like take the pressure out of it, just enjoy it. Um, and I, I, that's another thing with like, what I talked about the cameras and things, it's just, it, it, sometimes it takes the joy out of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, have like, I've tried to like, tried to learn that just whether like you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, but like a good day in the, like a bad day in the woods is, is not a bad day. Nope. It's not at all. So I, I just, I just kind of chilled and enjoy the time outside, whether you're hunting, fishing, outdoors, whatever it may be. Um, because like those are, those are valuable times. Totally. Yeah. 
the camera thing rings true with me on a couple of levels. I used to bring a camera everywhere and I, it started becoming, I, in my head, it's a jinx. It so I just stopped bringing the camera and everything started getting better. It, started getting better. it, was, it was just one more thing to, to account for. It does. It just adds one little extra thing. And the yeah. guy's like, hey, man, you can't shoot yet. You can't shoot yet. I don't have them on. I'm like, dude. I'm right on him. Just let me shoot him. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. But I love those guys. That's like, man, especially the whitetail hunter, the typical whitetail. Man, there ain't enough shooting line. Ain't enough shooting. Well, tough shit. Because yeah. <laughs> this is going. This is going. This is happening. <laughs> I don't like, care about I, the TV he's show. Not away. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's good because like I, I love the Sons of Fall guys too. They're like they're unreal dudes, but they get it. They're like, man, if that thing comes and I don't have it, like we don't have it, man. We will get the photo when we go up to it, but like do not wait on us. And they've been awesome with that. So it's been, that was cool. I enjoyed that. But like, that was a, a big takeaway from it. Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. And I'm not like, and I'm not, I'll, eventually I'll get to the point where I think I'm pretty comfortable shooting and like, I'm good. And like, yeah, I can do that right now. But like, I am by no means a proficient shooter. Yeah. Like I am so jumpy. I have an itchy <laughs> trigger finger. <laughs> so it is what it is. But, um, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend to be that guy. So it is what it is. And you miss, everyone misses, but man, right. have fun, enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, if people want to go online, uh, they want to get some of your gear, where can they go? Where they, where can they go get the latest and greatest, uh, you guys got new gear drop coming. We you do. We some, it. This thing is part of it. That looks yeah, good. Yeah, I'll send you some stuff for sure. We got some cool, like a little bit more hunting inspired, uh, little outdoor stuff, but that's at marshallmilco.com. I appreciate you throwing that in. Yeah, for you sure. You have to, but, um, yeah, we're, we're just, we're just trying to make some stuff for, for people that like to have that, that aspect to their life, look like promote that kind of, you know, brand or, or lifestyle and, and, and we hope people enjoy it. You're on the socials, all of them, right? If people yeah, want to well, follow not, your adventures not or all, not. Not all of them. I think we're only, well, Marshy's on Twitter. I'm not on that. Yeah. I mean, we have just an Instagram page. And whatnot, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're on that and, and uh, we'll be, we'll be sharing our stuff there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I look forward to following along. What's left for the season? You got any more hunts planned or just taking oh, her easy? That, that's it for me. Uh, my dad was the last one. And then, um, I'm, we're gonna. I got a, a ton of coyotes at my place. Oh, fun! So I'm gonna. You're gonna become a proficient shooter. I'm gonna work on that. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Six hours. Gonna dial I'm up gonna, that 300 blackout exactly, and have a right? pallet delivered out here, right? <laughs> so we got a. Yeah, we got a lot of coyotes at my place. So um, I'm gonna do a little predator hunting. Cool. Uh, but that's just be some fun stuff, and um, and then you know, like I'm gonna get my bow going here in January and get back to it. Get yeah. back to work. So traveling east for any turkey hunting or um, what do you guys I think i think so this spring i think i'll probably get out with uh get back out there yeah um but nothing set in stone yet i think we're gonna try and do our veteran hunt in spring this year um brad and i we just um bought a, uh, an outfit in new brunswick um oh man i totally forgot to talk about that real quick because you guys had a big announcement about that yeah so we we bought an outfitter in uh in newfoundland yeah um how's that travel working right now can we go or not yet I, I, oh, yeah, I how's the timing on that <laughs> um, damn yeah it's been a bummer um, he can go though he can go he's a citizen he's been there right? yeah. and he can travel back and forth it's not essential for me so I can't can't go Dang. Uh, but um, it'll come 
it'll come. My day will come. So, uh, but yeah, we outfit up there, caribou, black bear, uh, moose, and then we just got another bear outfit in New Brunswick. Awesome. So I think we're going to take uh, our, our veteran up there this year and uh, try and harvest, try to take down a black bear. Spring? Spring. Awesome. Yeah, spring black bear. So that'll be fun. We'll, we'll get that. There's, I love black. I love bear. Dude, it's, it's so the best. Fun. It is so fun. It's like, a, for me, it's like right there with turkey hunting it and is. then deer's like, woo. Yeah, way down <laughs> There's something, man. There's something, there's something about hunting a, a predator. Yeah, I agree. It's totally different. It's totally different. It is, um, they are wily. They are smart. They like, they're oh they're such cool animals. i learned about black bears this year that i never knew or paid attention to because honestly when we drug them out i always just brought them right to the butcher yep. i've never done the whole self-butchering on at least on black bear yeah they don't stink no and actually there's like a sweet smell to them the, i and you know what clean did you eat them oh i totally i always do some of the best meat I've ever and the last two bears I, i've taken to because i you know i'm I'm not being high and mighty on it. it's just my own personal value system try to use as much as i can 100%. so i started rendering the fat in the last two bears yep and i like it i like yep. cooking with it i like you know you can leather up your catcher's mitt my kids gloves with it Everything. it's super it's versatile awesome and yeah. like people i've had people in the past and maybe you know what it's different and i've learned that like west coast bears to east coast bears or coastal bears that are eating fish taste like crap this yeah. whole thing but like the main bears that we shot i shot two bears up there was some of the best meat I've phenomenal ever had, i've ever had my, my kids like kids it loved it my kids my loved wife it. likes wife it. loved it too yeah if wow. i and she can tell the difference too because like we do a lot of taco tuesdays and yeah. the bears find their way into our tacos yeah and if i use deer meat like she'll know yeah she's like hmm. she's okay with it she likes it she'll yeah. eat it but she's like i like that better way better i went to the same thing yeah so it's pretty neat it's awesome i love it it's it's something that we're uh, yeah so we're gonna i'm gonna try and get those it's a that. better uh experience for me in the end when everyone's happy with it oh yeah because if it's just me like deer steaks i'm the only one that eats them which is fine with yeah, me yeah. because that's always a good post-workout meal yeah, and i'll yeah. put do that with eggs Absolutely. and i don't have to share my tenderloins no, no. <laughs> but um you know yeah, sometimes if you're the only one that's going to eat it's like man this is arduous exactly. i got guys online be like freezer's empty gotta go fill the freezer go grocery shop I'm like i ain't got that problem because no, no. no one else is no eating one else it. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a lot to eat yeah, and yeah. i still want to hunt but I, where am i going to put it but yeah uh, we, we got that squared away yeah good, man good. i appreciate you coming out thanks, thanks for, for uh man. this is sweet being on and yeah. if uh, if you do make it east doors always open yeah well but, hopefully uh, i'll be out there for a second if you're yep. gonna be there for that come say hi for sure yeah well, springtime be cool maybe we should go chase some birds dude i'm down that'd be sweet totally because we got them on lock for sure that'd be sweet i appreciate you man, yeah, man. good thanks luck thanks good. all right cheers One more time, thanks so much to Kevin Miller uh, for his time and, and carving out some time meeting with us and hanging out. Uh, certainly enjoyed catching up with him and and seeing how, how things are going. Uh, biggest takeaway, I think, for me on this conversation, you know, aside from just being a great all-around guy, is is the, the way he, especially in retirement, has been thrust into this role of ambassador. Uh, specifically to the outdoors, the outdoor community, the conservation community. And I think they're doing it right. Um, you know, folks with that kind of out of uh, out of the space celebrity that appeal to a mass mass audience like that, like in the sports world, uh, entertainment, um, these folks have a real opportunity to change hearts and minds. Uh, and they don't really have to try hard, you know, just like we talked about, you see people in the stands, 
at a Bruins game wearing their lifestyle branding. And, and you wonder, you know, how many of these people are taking a look at that and saying, well, if he can do that, um, maybe I could do that. You know, that's attainable. And, you know, there's no real way to measure that, I suppose. But it, it would be cool to find out if, you know, I suspect they are influencing some, influencing some folks uh, to to try that, to try out some new things, whether it's fishing or, you know, adventure hunting, big sky country, or chasing turkeys back east. But um, it's, a, it's a heavy charge, but certainly people that operate at that level uh, are up for that challenge, and, and I think they're doing it well, and they represent all of us well, so continued success to them. And, uh, you know, more great things to come for, for Kevin Miller, Brad Marsh, and Marsh Milko, and um, tip of the cap. Folks, we got some great stuff going on socially. I invite you to be engaged wherever and however you can. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel, if you didn't know. A lot of great uh, films on there. Uh, a lot of great content, uh, documentaries. Uh, and now the podcast has its own channel off of our main channel. So I invite you to go there, subscribe, be engaged. Uh, our engineer, Gilbert, is doing a great job putting together some shorts. Uh, we do our best to uh, capture some some video content as well when I'm on either on-site or through Teams. Some of you guys have seen that already. And, and just giving giving some more depth to the conversation. Uh, always cool when you can see people's, you know, their nonverbals, their, their faces or reactions. And you're going to get that. Uh, from from the little shorts that Gilbert's uh, producing and, and, and a damn good job at it as well. So, you know, as always, subscribe, rate where available, especially on the podcast, forums, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, iHeart Radio, all of them. We're we're on almost every single one of them, and some that you've never even heard of. So, uh, you can you can follow the link to our podcast hosting page, and it'll show you uh, the the great opportunity of uh <laughs> subscribing or different platforms so i invite you to check that out next week is thanksgiving uh it's an off week anyway for us so no program there uh we're getting into the holiday season got some more good guests lined up uh probably do a little big woods deer tracking coming up before the holidays which will be really exciting a great story there to tell Super Bowl champions coming up. So lots of great stuff. Thanks so much for everyone that's that's gotten behind this, supported it, uh, you know, is, is sharing it around and in, in helping us tell our story. So um, this is actually a, a breaking news <laughs> at the end of this. So our, uh, our online e-commerce shop um, grand opening is, is Cyber, Cyber Monday and Black Friday. So I invite you all to go. Uh, to uh, shop.nwtf.org. That is our online store. Guys and gals, there are going to be some some great lifestyle items there for you. Do a little holiday shopping. We're going to include some some memberships from some partner, uh, specifically Onyx. Uh, I think every hundred bucks spent for the first 150 people that that place an order, uh, you're going to get a free premium membership to Onyx, uh, $150 spent. If uh, you've been looking to become an NWTF member, uh, go on there, do some holiday shopping, spend $150 or more, you're going to get a free membership for a year to the NWTF. And then Cyber Monday, 
another great deal to come. So keep up with all that on our socials. Uh, we'll we'll be posting that up. Uh, some of the the deals and 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 things of that nature. Again, that's shopnwtf.org. That's our online uh, web store. We invite you to go there. A lot of cool stuff. Even for the non-hunter, you're going to go on there and be like, man, that's those are damn cool shirts and lifestyle stuff. So, you know, it continues to tell our story. And, and, and again, the support is, uh, it's, it's, it's appreciated and it's, uh, it's necessary so we can keep bringing uh, mission delivery uh, to, to our membership and, and those that, that enjoy what we do and, and are not even members. So with that, uh, all those plugs there. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, guys. We're in the holiday season. I hope you're around the ones you love. Be safe out there. We will see you next time. Take care.